This is Ed McMahon. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Live from Studio C. Oh my gosh, it's a new week. Brand new episode of the Armstrong and Getty Show, deep within the bowels of our compound, and today we're under the tutelage of our general manager. The Taliban at Camp David? What? What's next? Marrying dogs? Or something? I was just listening to a discussion about that from uh, Fox News Sunday over the weekend. To me, it's just uh, Beltway BS. The whole... This would be unprecedented. This sends the wrong message. I'm blah, hearing blah, a lot blah. of breathless uh, sloganeering. Yeah. The very people who sheltered Al-Qaeda on 9-11 are now... All right, Just look. days before the anniversary is this... We're a shadow government. We're negotiating. It's just... It's all right. Anyway, you know what's exciting? <laughs> well, one, two things. One... I was happy and unhappy, but it's reality. We are still at war in Afghanistan after 17 years, um, 18 years. And uh, I was happy that it was the lead story on all five of your major Sunday shows for the first time in forever. Somebody's freaking talking about the fact that we got soldiers dying over there for some reason. Well, yeah, because, number one, controversial that Trump would invite the Taliban. Number two, the Trump administration is divided. So I found most of the coverage about the, the politics. So you think it was the just administration a, as opposed to the situation. So it was uh, an opportunity to make the uh, administration look hapless in yes. some way. Yes. As opposed to covering the war. I think that was a large uh, amount of the motivation. Yes. Um, it's also debate week, which is pretty exciting. Got a debate on Thursday night, 8 o'clock Eastern, 5 Pacific. What about Central? 10 people. <laughs> with 10 people <laughs> in the state. Forgotten time. <laughs> I've got some, uh, I've got some numbers behind the numbers for the debates. I think you'll be excited about. It has become increasingly clear, with a little bit of study, that these debates have almost no meaning whatsoever, <laughs> and there is no data to show that they ever have. <laughs> and yet you're excited about it. Well, it's it's fun spectacle. It's, it's, I'll it's, grant it, you that. That's, that's why yeah. people get into it. It's a fun spectacle. But in terms of it affecting anything. There, show me the evidence where debates have mattered. Go ahead, show me. Perhaps when you get one-on-one for a presidential debate, it can matter. But these, these, uh, these debates in the uh, primaries, show me the debate that's mattered. Go ahead, bring me the evidence mm. where somebody scored points and went up and stayed up or went down and stayed down. Show me the evidence. All right. Just doesn't exist. It's just, it's a media spectacle. It's exciting. I'll watch every moment of it. I'll tweet about it. I'll talk about it. But it, it the idea that it has any effect is uh, really pretty hilarious. But it might. There's only one thing that has happened in the Democratic race in the last six months. Elizabeth Warren has slowly grown in the polls. Everything else is the same as it's been the entire time. I don't know. I heard a lot of excited talk about uh, on CNN uh, today about the growth of Kamala Harris from 3 to 8% and then settling back to 5 Yeah, she had a brief uh, climb after the debate and then went back to where she is. So. She's released a major criminal justice reform proposal today, Jack. Boy, she which better we'll have... be studying in detail. Did you see she's getting killed in the press by lawyers about how she did all these unconstitutional things, hiding evidence? To uh, send people to jail? She might be in serious trouble for 
Yeah. She's wow. on her heels with that one. Wow. Anyway, uh, that's if you want to talk about 4% candidates with no shot of being the nominee. Um, Let's introduce everybody in the squad. We'll start over there with our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. Hi this morning, Michael. I'm doing good. Had kind of a life-changing weekend, actually. Oh, my God, you you had a baby. No, no, no. I took my girlfriend out for a nature walk, and we went to a really nice place, and I got engaged. Oh, my God! Wait a second. What do you mean, kind of a life-changing weekend? What would make a life-changing weekend if getting engaged is not a life-changing weekend? Yeah. Were you just underselling it? I guess I was. Just That's huge, dude. It's a big deal, though. Yeah, huge. I, they're already living in sin. Now, did she ask you or you asked her? I asked her. Okay. Yeah. And so I got. we just went near a tree, and I said, here, why don't you take a picture? And she pulled out uh, you know, the camera on the iPhone. I said, just hold it there. And then I turned around. I had the ring in my pocket. Went out there next to the picture. Yeah, the tree smiled, got down on one knee, and offered the ring right there. So that's fabulous, Michael. So that's congratulations. What I did. Yeah, thank yeah, you very much. Awesome. Really? So, yeah. you, so you'd planned it out ahead of time. Yeah, I did. Okay. Yeah, it wasn't you? Just you haven't been carrying the ring for weeks, wondering if the mood would hit you. No, no, no. no. And, and just, just you know, because I'm almost an attorney, Michael. Yeah. She didn't say, oh, that's so sweet, or anything. She said yes. It was a clear, unequivocal <laughs> yeah. statement. Through laughter, she uh, said yes. All right. <laughs> she didn't say, like it, I love you. I think you're oh, special, too. that's nice. <laughs> and on such a beautiful day. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just a friend. Congratulations. Do you have an idea of when you'll be uh, getting married? Well, it depends, because a lot of the places you have to reserve long a long time in advance. But I'm hoping less than a year. I'd like to do it as soon as possible, but... Mm-hmm. Um, it's not as easy to book a wedding as I thought it would be. So you can have my backyard if you want. It's a very nice backyard. Yeah, that's probably true. It and is it, a, it, it's uh, available like in three weeks. <laughs> let everybody know we are two weekends are booked. We're be registered at Sears and J.C. Penny. No, okay. no, excellent. There you go. So. Radio Shack and yep. Kmart. That's be right. Choices. Blockbuster the theme. <laughs> yeah, right. right. And the reception will be at Chuck E. Cheese. So yes. yeah. that yes. is awesome, Michael. Yeah, thank you very much. Yes, indeed. There is positive Sean. Kind of a life-changing weekend, you said. Uh, there's positive Sean, whose smile light, lights up the room. How are you, Sean? I played a lot of video games this weekend. There you go. Uh, the, it was on this day in uh, September the 9th in 1776 that the, uh, the United States officially became the United States. This was the term uh, that replaced United Colonies, which is way worse on so That's many different not levels. Not a good name. Sure. I'm not even going to get into I'm triggered. it. Um, but uh, a resolution by one Richard Henry Lee, I know you guys talk about him all the time, uh, was presented to Congress uh, that said these United Colonies are of right and ought to be free and independent states, et cetera, et cetera. Now we are the United States of America. Old Dick Lee gets all the credit. <laughs> yeah, I got an idea. So we don't want to be colonies anymore. We ought to stop calling ourselves that. Hey, it's a good point, Dick. It's a good point. <laughs> That's why they elected you. I propose the United Areas of America. <laughs> what? No. The United Places. No, that's no good either. Wait, <laughs> wait a minute. It's, it's right. I, it's rattling around in my head. It was, it was, mm, mm, nope. Don't have it. Fantastic. How about states, Dick? States is a good idea. Yeah, United States. Let's Anybody oppose? I don't care. All right. <laughs> it's so we're, we're fighting the most powerful military on Earth. Call it whatever you want. <laughs> and yet, and yet, it came out so nicely, didn't it? Absolutely. There is Marshall Phillips, who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? I'm doing very well. Let's kick off this brand new week with a celebrity birthday. It is actor, comedian, producer Adam Sandler's birthday. He is 53 years old. And richer than Gad. Net worth, 
at least, and we're saying at least, $420 million. Holy cow. That's a lot of money. He made $57 million this year alone. He's got a half a billion dollars. Yes. Holy cow. It's good to be a non-threatening heterosexual rom-com star. Cute, but not too cute. Right. Not too good-looking, because if he was better-looking, it wouldn't have worked either. Not overly effeminate, but not overly masculine. Right. Right. You know, Hugh Grant without the accent. Every generation has one. Yep. Worked out for him. Holy cow. Yep. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on that. How did this get to be already Monday, September 9th, the year 2019, where Armstrong and Getty and we approve of this program? Here we go, then. Officially, according to FCC rules and regulations, we've invited the Taliban into the studio. They're not here yet, but we'll see what happens at Mark. Really, no need to sugarcoat it, man. We weren't ready for prime time tonight. It's humbling. It sucks. We own it. We chew it. It sucks. There you go. One of the many NFL coaches. You know, half of them are unhappy today. Half the NFL coaches are happy today. Half of them are unhappy. That's the way it works. Yeah, how about the fans, though, as the list of things that can be reviewed has grown. Oh, really? So more video reviews. You know, that's funny. I didn't bring that up when, when we were talking about what drove you away from the NFL. That's number one on my list. That's mm. number one on my list is the reviews. Just like, all right, I guess kind of enjoying this, and there's some momentum, and now we're going to take a 10-minute break of yeah. whatever. Yeah. Now you can review a pass interview. Interference calls. Fantastic. More oh, sucks. Yeah. Well, oh, then yeah. it's less likely I'll ever come yeah, back. Chew on it. Uh, sucks. <laughs> what are our other headlines there, Marshall Phillips? Well, the secret Taliban talks blow up. We've got new Democrat presidential poll numbers, and one candidate is coming on strong. And forget about Popeye's chicken sandwiches. There is a news shortage that's got people freaking out. Oh, boy. And you can blame Positive Sean. What? Yes. Good. <laughs> so so they figured out that shortages are the hot thing. You need to have a shortage of yeah, something. Indeed. That's uh, pretty clever. How does mailbag look? Oh, it's very nice. We have some weekly shower thoughts to start the week on a contemplative note. Yeah, I look, other look forward to talking about this uh, whole Taliban thing and uh, negotiations with Afghanistan. Also, some of the numbers behind the candidates with a debate coming on Thursday. How exciting is that? Oh, oh, meaningless, boy. meaningless Brr. to our debate. Uh, stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Love wins again, says one texter, as the congratulations are pouring in for Michelangelo's announcement that he got engaged over the weekend. I believe Love Wins Again is an Adam Sandler movie, as Uh, it is his birthday today. It sounds like it would be, or should be. Thanks for hipping us to that one. Um, But uh, yes, Michael, everybody is thrilled. Thank you for the kind wishes, everybody. Somebody said it sounded like there was urgency involved. Is she with child? I don't oh, think that's anybody's. Oh, come on! I know. I no, know. Wow! No, no, no don't, and, don't dignify it, Michael. And I uh, and exactly that's the sort of text that I well I blocked that person. Of course. Good. Feeling claustrophobic for some reason. I don't know why. Walls closing in. <laughs> As you the only single fine. one left. Breathe. Breathe. <laughs> Are you and Marshall? Although Marshall's, you know, got a, 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 a four or five dates in on a girlfriend now. Oh, yeah. Yep. On the uh, accelerated schedule, apparently. Mm-hmm. Mailbag. No freedom-loving quote of the day today. I love freedom. There, there you go. There's one. 
You know what's great? A little on the nose. Freedom's great. <laughs> you know what I'd really like more of? Well, Positive Sean pointed out that this is the anniversary of the idea, the name, the United States. So, there you go. States have come together united for lip... Nah, I've got a freedom-loving quote of the day, and it's more of a thought than a quote. And it comes from a jeweler that I talked to last week. So, I got my wife some earrings for our anniversary and the guy that runs the jewelry store is palestinian and he was recently in that part of the world fabulous and he said people have no idea that we're born here how much that how much they take for granted oh amen to that our way of life you get, you get pulled over by a policeman in the united states uh excuse me sir do you know why i pulled you over he said in egypt they pull you out of the car and start beating you and tell you what you did wrong wow and uh, I just, I think that's a good freedom-loving quote of the day. The, and I mentioned, I said, I tell my kids all the time, the best thing that ever happened to them was they were born in the United States. He said, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Wow, yeah. good. Very Sometimes nice. people have to be from other parts of the world to appreciate what we get just from being born here. Sure. That's why they say travel broadens the mind. Go see other systems, other societies. Talk to the locals. Uh, get off your tour bus. Your weekly shower thoughts is compiled by Rich in Salt Lake City. The onion is the base player of food. You would not enjoy it solo, but you'd miss it if it wasn't there. <laughs> so, so as a bassist and a guy who loves uh, onions, I agree completely. That is good. Uh, as a kid, a wiggling tooth is exciting. As an adult, a wiggling tooth is terrifying. Mm. Oh, boy. Oh, golly. What did Marshall have? He's got a... It was a compound fractured a t- root a canal. A fractured or root canal. Mm. My God, yeah, that sounds awful. Oh boy! Well, when yeah. you're a kid, a loose tooth means money is coming in. As an adult, a loose tooth means money is going out. Good point. And you know, a loose tooth as a kid, everybody's like excited about. Oh, look at that! Oh, you're growing up. You know, you're being congratulated for aging, which is you know not a permanent condition. Uh, it, it's, so yeah, it's exciting. You move as an adult. It's like, oh boy, one foot in the grave. Now yeah, my teeth go. are falling out of my. When head. you're eight and you lose your tooth, hey, I'm getting older. Right. When you're eighty and you lose a tooth, oh, I'm getting older. Exactly. Oh, uh, Jack, platypuses are animals that both lay eggs and lactate, making them a natural portable source of omelets. <laughs> <laughs> That's possibly my favorite email of all time. <laughs> that is great. Uh, you know, that's funny. I'm uh, I'm I'm doing the intermittent fasting thing, and really, the only thing I eat before noon drink is some some uh, cream in my coffee. Mm-hmm. Soothes the stomach a little bit, and so, but I bring it with me uh, on trips. And I was playing golf over the weekend, and and people ask, "What is that?" And I always say, "It's human breast milk. I take it everywhere I go." And they always freak out about that. I would, too. But, right. That would make you a weirdo. <laughs> hey, just, just, and perhaps a serial killer. Curious, curious, what species am I? I'm human, obviously. The sort if of I, weird human that carries around breast I milk. I bring cow's milk. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. Sheep's milk, goat milk, that's fine. I bring my own species milk, and I'm the weirdo. <laughs> we were offered camel milk the other day, and for some reason that sounded gross to me, even though there's no reason for it to be gross whatsoever. I'm sure it's fine. Yeah. Sure. When they look at you quizzically when you respond breast milk, just respond, the nutrients, and take a big swig. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> or, or your wife said it would be good. Something like that. <laughs> we Hilarious. have a winner. We have a winner. Jeez. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. Wow. Word to your mama thinks that's a little out there. Yeah, okay. that's too much. Wow, that's, I wish that's I a regrettable that. moment right there. I'm glad you did. That's terrible. Uh, here's one more for you. If uh, if a pet has stayed with you their full life, 
then from their point of view, you have always existed and will always exist. Wow, that's a good one. That's a uh, Baxter. I won't. We got a dog and a cat of there on on their way out after having been with us for their whole lives. Sorry to hear that. Although you know, there's the a works. natural cycle of these things, sure. and yeah, generally speaking, well, that's incredibly depressing. Why don't I just end that thought there? Let's see. How about this from Rob? My wife and I just spent a week driving all around Sweden with beautiful weather. Here's the count of what we saw sleeping outside by choice. Moose, three. Reindeer, four. Black fox-looking critter, one. Bums and junkies, zero. Really? Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Also got this note. I like this. Um, I grew up in Santa Clara County in California, which is now ridden with bums. Had friends at the sheriff's office that spoke of regular bum sweeps downtown and other districts on weekends so folks could have fun or out-of-towners could sightsee, businesses could be conducted unmolested. Uh, Here we are, years later, and we need some old-school sheriffs because there are bums everywhere. Trump was going to meet with Taliban leaders at Camp David. It got called off. Marshall's News coming up. a celebrity birthday. Oh. Today's Adam Sandler's birthday, but yesterday was Bernie Sanders' birthday. Wow. Bernie Sanders, 78 years old. Yes. Happy birthday to him. Net worth? I don't know. $27. The uh, <laughs> No. Wrong. Wrong. He's a very, very wealthy man. He oh. made well over a million dollars last year and gave only 10000 to charity. That well, I just read. It's, it's, I'm sorry. I just didn't know. Some socialist you are. That's, huh? that's not very wealthy by senator standards. Well, nonetheless, I didn't say it was. Um, he's 78. He's the oldest guy in the uh, crowd, All but right. but not a candidate that people are regularly talking about. Is he too old? As they are with Joe Biden. Bernie is older than Biden? Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, wow, Biden, wow, Biden wow. gets all the talk. Of course, Bernie's not bleeding the one up there. And... Right. And it's got energy and focused. <laughs> yeah, and I don't recall Bernie having a, a sentence where he like wanders off into a cul-de-sac and you have no idea what he was talking about. <laughs> I don't remember that ever happening. Well, right. That's not about age. It's just about, uh, you know, neurological s- skills, whether they're still humming. Sure. Let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. Well, President Trump says he has called off peace talks with the Taliban after the group admitted it was behind a deadly bombing in Afghanistan. Trump tweeting, and I quote, The Taliban, uh, rather unbeknownst to almost everyone, the major Taliban leaders and separately the president of Afghanistan were going to meet secretly with me at Camp David on Sunday. They were coming to the United States. Unfortunately, in order to build false leverage, they admitted to an attack in Kabul that killed one of our great, great soldiers and 11 other people. I immediately canceled the meeting. What kind of people would kill so many in order to seemingly strengthen their bargaining position? The Taliban would. That's what they do. It's what they've always done. It's what they'll continue to do. Well, I was surprised last week when I I said, why would you do this? If if we're headed out the door, you'd think you'd just keep things calm and peaceful and let us leave, and then you take over the country, which is inevitable, I think. But then I heard an analyst explain, and I think it's absolutely right. The Taliban and Osama bin Laden and al-Qaeda, which were all kind of the same thing way back in the day, they they built their name on having driven the Soviet Union out of Afghanistan. They don't want it to look like a negotiated withdrawal. Ah. That would be bad for them. 
for their individual rep. For their rep. They yeah. want it to look like we made it so rough on them, we drove them out with our bombs and our guns. Right. Just like we did the Soviet Union. Well, didn't they call Osama the Lion of Afghanistan yeah. or something like that? Yeah. yeah, and how we defeated one of the greatest militaries on Earth. They want to be able to say that about the United States. A sit-down negotiation doesn't look that way. Yeah. So that's kind of interesting. That's what they're up to. Yeah, for their part, the Taliban is denying the president's account, saying they decided to walk away because the U.S. insisted the Afghan president play a direct role. I don't know where this leads us. Back and forth and back and forth. Well, the war continues. Yeah. You know, it just keeps on dragging on. Um, so one of the main questions that was asked over the weekend, there were uh, lots of Democrats complaining about everything with Trump's strategy, because that's what you do when you're the opposition party. But there were a number of high-profile Republicans really beaten up on Trump for inviting the Taliban to Camp David. That yeah. came up on uh, Pompeo. The Secretary of State went on every all five of your big talk shows yesterday, the full Monica, as they call it, went on all five talk shows. <laughs> they should not call it that. I think that's something else. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and and he was asked this over and over again. But what about this idea that the president was wrong to even consider having the Taliban at Camp David? In the end, if you're going to negotiate peace, you often have to deal with some pretty bad actors. And I, I know the history, too, at Camp David. Indeed, President Trump reflected on that. We all considered as we were debating uh, how to try and get to the right ultimate outcome. Uh, while there have often been discussions about war at Camp David, there have been discussions about peace there as well. Been some pretty bad actors travel through that place uh, throughout recorded history. Uh, it's an important place. It was a place where we thought we could convince all the leaders of Afghanistan, we could convince them to begin to head in a direction that would create a better conditions, better conditions on the ground in Afghanistan, not only for the Afghans, but better security for the American people's. The number three Republican in the House, Liz Cheney, blasted Trump over the weekend, saying, how could you meet with the very people that were responsible for thousands of deaths, etc., etc., at Camp David? And, uh, you know, Pompeo was making the argument, we met with Yasser Arafat at Camp David. You know, he, he, yeah. he blew up planes all over the country and was responsible a lot for lots of American deaths also. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think it's a big deal. Do you think it's a big deal? You know, it's I mean, an I'm interesting gamble. It. It's it's another one of Trump uh, getting. He thinks he can get together and, and charm and negotiate mm-hmm. and everything. Uh, whether it's uh, Kim Jong Un or he's talking about the Iranians and all, I don't think he's quite as good as he thinks he is. But no, I have no problem with them giving it a try. But doing it on North Korea, Iran, and then this one with the Taliban, we've been doing the same thing forever and getting nowhere. What's right. the problem with trying something different? No, there's no real harm. And and by the way, I've got to step in the, the whole Taliban attacked us on nine eleven thing. The, the Taliban has never been expansionist, really. They want to rule Afghanistan. They want to rule right. their backward-ass little goat-riding idiot year 800 valleys. And if that sounds boy belligerently, raping. yeah, boy-raping, woman-subjugating, uh, illiteracy-celebrating crap lives. It's just disgusting. But anyway... They tolerated Al-Qaeda there because of Osama's rep and the rest of it, but they're, they, they're not Al-Qaeda. And that's the point of our negotiations. Look, y'all can do the goat raping and the, the, the rest of it, but don't be coddling anybody who's expansionist right. and trying to attack the West. And supposedly that's what they had agreed to. So anyway, we will see what goes on next. Polls, we do have polls of the new ABC News Washington Post poll. We have got now Senator Elizabeth Warren closing the gap between her and Bernie Sanders in the Democratic presidential race. She is up six points since the last poll in July. Joe Biden, though, continues to lead. He's got 27%. And then you got Bernie at 19 points, followed closely by Warren. She is up. 
California Senator Kamala Harris lost support and is down to 7% in this particular poll. So you can say all the stuff you want to say about Biden, and lots of pundits do, but he continues to have roughly a double-digit lead uh, through, the, through all of this. Now the question is, of course, and it's the obvious one, what happens if you, you don't have either Elizabeth Warren or Bernie Sanders? Since it's assumed that they're sharing the same voters. Right. And they have right. roughly half of Joe Biden's numbers. If they got to, if you could get those together, well, we'll see. Millennials who are... Question, I like this question. of Is at some point one of them decide or both of them decide, right. my only path to getting the nomination is to get past you. Right. right. Well, that's, that's the only you, thing I got to do. That's when you you know have a Camp David-style uh, high-level diplomatic meeting and... And you offer, all right, I'll make you Secretary of State or, or whatever. What do you want? Supreme Court justice? Just get out. Get out. Mm. Millennials who are fans of White Claw Hard Seltzer are freaking out these days because there's a... What's White Claw Hard Seltzer? I saw that for the first time in my life. A bunch of guys I was hanging out with yeah. were, uh, were swigging it down. Yeah, several uh, several weeks ago, I actually gave you guys the heads up. That, that is the hot, trendy drink of yep. the summer. Okay. It is uh, alcoholic seltzer water. Apparently, what it is, it's the newest repackaging of your Zimas. Uh, it is okay. a yeah, it is a malt beverage. It's, it's funny how stuff comes is it in that out of sweet. Uh, sim- similar, yeah, and a lot of them have fruit flavored versions of it as well. But it is right. it is your Instagram influencer on the beach or on a boat kind of refreshing drink of it's, the summer it's, sort it's, of thing. The human beast is amazing. I mean, we just we just have to be. I know part, I am. We just have to be part of some <laughs> new trend all the time, right. no matter what it is. Sure, clothes, music. Hard, whatever this is. I'm glad Positive Sean admitted to the fact that he is responsible for the run on White Claw Hard Seltzer, because almost immediately after he mentioned that, apparently the stores started selling out. I simply mentioned the tides. I do not create them. Ooh, I like that one very, very much. Or they figured out that, hey, this whole Popeye's chicken thing, running out of stuff is huge. (laughs) Do not stock any more stores. We get a shortage of this. We get it mentioned on every newscast in America. Oh, yeah. Which would be a good idea. Panic is on. Meanwhile, the ever-popular quiz show Jeopardy! is returning tonight for its 36th season. It's the first new season since host Alex Trebek announced this year that he was diagnosed with stage four pancreatic cancer, he is back as the host. Man, what is going on there? Man. Good for him, but that's not that's not usually something you uh, just hang around and do your job with. Nope. No. Not oh, at all. Well, I hope he's all right. Yep. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. <laughs> Boom. Is there anybody who just kind of likes to talk about things and figure out what's going on? Or is it just all just screaming at each other? That days? one. It's the that's second right, one. That's yeah. not okay. second, yeah. second, second yeah, yeah. one. You okay. nailed it yeah. with the now second I part. Now I know. Now I know. Okay. It's that second that's one. That's great. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just after 17, is it 17 years? Sure. Uh, yeah. Or trying something different, shaking things up, trying to get out of that hell hole, yeah, and just... Well, it's the the permanent election cycle. I think is our problem. Well, I, we need I, I, we need tight limits on freedom of speech. I don't know what they're <laughs> saying behind the scenes, but I think I don't know why we didn't say this right. sixteen years ago. Um, uh, but I think they are saying to them, "Look, don't let any terrorist group set up a base where they're going to attack us." We'll leave you alone. If you do that, though, we're going to have to come back and blow the crap out of you. Yeah. But then Taliban killed one of our soldiers. Mm-hmm. And then you think, what, what, what are you doing? 
we can't negotiate with you now. Right. Well, uh, and here's my question, though. Had Trump or Pompeo or somebody come to some sort of ceasefire agreement or some abatement of hostilities or not? Because if not, I, if I'm the Taliban, I keep the pressure up. I don't. Uh, they're they are who they are. The Taliban are who we thought they were. I, I I'm not sure I get the the idea. We can't talk to them. They just killed one of our guys. That's what they do. That's the whole point. They're Boy, that's war. not negotiating in good faith. They can't kill one of our guys when we're they're going to meet at Camp David. No way. You have to call it off. You have to. Unless, you know, and I don't know, uh, maybe we can talk to Mike Lyons and ask him, were we bombing Taliban over the weekend? I'm sure we were. You think? I don't think there was any agreed upon ceasefire. That's my point. I don't. They're, they're despicable subhumans. I'm not sympathetic. I'm just. I was like to there's know no that. agreement that I'm aware of. I don't know if we've yeah. got any offensive uh, maneuvers going on at all in Afghanistan. One of the reasons I don't know is it gets zero news coverage. Right. Yeah. No, nobody pays any attention to Unless it. Unless we can make it about Trump being incompetent. Right. Yeah. And it's on the talk show. Look like there's a division or something like that. Right. Maybe it'll be a topic of the debate for once, the war in Afghanistan. Wow, that would be exciting. I have got an amazing China story I want to get to, to at some point. Can't wait. China! Um, uh, since we're coming up China. on the anniversary of 9-11, a look back at the TSA over the years oh. and how little we've accomplished. I'm sure that'll be a fond retrospective. <laughs> while spending so much freaking money. Ah, yes. We've accomplished almost nothing. Among other things we get to talk about today on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Surprising amount of good stuff to talk about today. I don't know how enjoyable it'll be to talk about, but a lot of interesting news out there. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's a big effort right now by a number of attorneys general to bring some of the tech giants to heel. And I wish I knew more about this because Google is evil. Uh, Facebook is evil. Uh, Alphabet, the Google parent company, um, among others, uh, they are absolutely dishonest, uh, misleading, you know, deceptive, greedy, and uh, and by the way, their advertising is ineffective too. So don't waste your money. But radio is where it's at. But I'm not sure if they're guilty of what they're being accused of, which is essentially antitrust violations, being monopolies. Mm. Um, now, I know Google does stuff where they, they like make it incredibly difficult for competitors to get on their platforms, but it's their platforms. I don't, uh, you know, I'm not an antitrust uh, regulation expert to say the very least. In fact, I'm a bit of an idiot on the topic. But you have uh, both Democrat and Republican attorneys general, more than 40 of them, expected to announce their plan to investigate Google, delivering a rare rebuke of the search and advertising giant, according to the Washington Post, uh, and its efforts to maintain that dominance. Um, The states seek to probe allegations that the tech industry stifles startups, delivers pricier or worse service for web users, and siphons too much personal information, enriching their record-breaking revenue at the cost of consumer privacy. So there were uh, uh, some people would say we're supposed to, uh, the market is supposed to take care of this and that we just all go to a different search engine? 
Uh, yeah, yeah. The, now the stifling ad- startups and stuff like that, or buying them and then just quashing them. Mm-hmm. I don't. I honestly, I don't know when that becomes anti-competitive or anti. Got to admit, I tried some other uh, search engines. I hate Google. Like somebody sent me some pictures or something over the weekend that, like, I clicked on and you you had to log into your Google account, and I said I don't have a Google account, and I'm not going to get a Google account. I mean, so it, it's so omnipresent. It's sometimes difficult to just do things without it. But yeah. I used some different search engines, and they just weren't as good. Yeah, I, I just wasn't getting the stuff I wanted, yeah. and not as fast. So I'm back to Google. Yeah, but I'm yeah. not. I don't have Gmail or anything. But and I, I'm making a. That's a very weak stand against Google because they get so much of my search history without Gmail or anything. Right. Right. Uh, the. The history of these things, they lay out a little bit, and when state attorneys general have banded together on a broad bipartisan basis, they've managed to muscle major changes to other industries. They forced billions of dollars in payments from big tobacco, we all remember that. Google it. During the 90s to pay for health claims and finance mm. anti-smoking campaigns, some lovely pictures of blackened lungs on, on billboards, that sort of deal. Two decades later, they helped reform unfair mortgage lending practices. More recently, they're, they're hammering the pharmaceutical companies, very nice, pharmaceutical companies over the opioid crisis. Um, now perhaps they can do the same thing to Silicon Valley, although, uh, I don't know, maybe one day we'll get into the weeds with some sort of expert. I'm not sure exactly what they're demanding other than money, but that's fine. Um, haven't you told us in the past that Google's the biggest lobbyist out there? Lobbying uh, both sides of the aisle? Yeah, they're like the biggest individual spender in DC, yeah. Among the lobbyists. And having just, you know, made another trip to D.C., and I've said this many times, every American citizen citizen should go to Washington, D.C. It should be a pilgrimage like to Mecca, but for different reasons. N- number one, the monuments are crazy cool. Okay? All the touristy stuff is fabulous. The museums are mind-blowing. Get there when they open. Oh, my God. Be gone by 2 o'clock in the afternoon unless you crave the feeling of being crammed into a Tokyo subway car. I anyway. found that everywhere I go. If you just show up when, when something opens, most of the time you're not going to get a big crowd. Yeah. You you wouldn't think it'd be that easy. Yep. But a lot of people just don't get there uh, early. Year after year, we go to the Monterey Bay Aquarium uh, on the beautiful coast of California with the kids, and uh, that was Daddy's rule. We are up. We are ready to go. We mm-hmm. get there when the doors open. Uh, anyway, so that's one reason you go. But the other reason to go is to see the enormity of the federal government. It's just it's it's unspeakably huge and sprawling and giant building after giant building full of bureaucrats and even more importantly, just office building after office building full of attorneys and lobbyists and then super expensive suburbs stretching for miles and miles and miles and miles. And you understand just how much money is flowing through the place. Um, but back to the uh, the attorneys general thing. Uh, I'll be interested to see how this uh, proceeds. Uh, the the big giants, the super giants right now, you can tell they have too much power and they need to be brought to heel by the way they behave. I mean, they just trample on your privacy rights and the rest of it, then lie about it while smiling to senators and then move on with their day. So it is official. Most Americans want second breakfast to become an official thing. We had breakfast for dinner at my house last night. Yes. Big fan of that. A new survey finds that the average American will enjoy a second breakfast at least once a week. And 62% of people think it should be recognized as an official meal. That, well, was, a, that was a big day. Yeah, I remember as a kid growing up, 
We'd have pancakes and sausage for dinner. Come I don't, on. I don't think we ever did that. And a nice Caesar salad. I don't think we ever had <laughs> breakfast for dinner. Breakfast really? for dinner is awesome. Wow. I don't know what this means, though, that two-thirds of people think it should be recognized as an official meal. That's I, just silly. What does that mean? That doesn't mean I, anything. I had breakfast for dinner last night. Was it not an official meal? Felt like an official meal. Yeah, or was it an unofficial meal? <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't have, need to see your paperwork. I don't have any paperwork. Unofficial. I, I was a full at the end, but that doesn't count. An unlicensed meal. Breakfast foods were voted America's most favorite genre of food. Followed by lunch and then dinner. (laughs) Do you have any stupider polls for us? (laughs) Oh, that is funny. Uh, That is funny. Pancakes, eggs, etc. It's uh, kind of a play on words. Now, if you eat a typical, like a carne asada burrito at 8 in the morning, are you having a breakfast burrito... Or are you just eating a burrito for breakfast? That's a good question. Is that lunch breakfast? I always think uh, I'm always thinking pancakes, bacon, that sort of stuff, sausage. Uh, I'm not eating till noon because I'm better than you and more disciplined. Half of Americans, uh, but I had breakfast for lunch and sure loved it. Half of Americans <laughs> feel like they're being judged by people who believe it's not allowed when they have breakfast for a different meal. <laughs> Who's judging? <laughs> <laughs> 